You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. So people are always talking about how Joseph was cucked by God. Who the hell starts a conversation like that? I just sat down. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a common joke that our Lord and Savior Yahweh uh, cucked Joseph when he put Jesus into the Virgin Mary. But here's the thing. That happened before Joseph and Mary were married, and then they get married. That's why she's still the Virgin Mary. So, really, God didn't cuck Joseph. If anything, every time Joseph has sex with Mary after that, that man is cucking the Lord himself. Welcome to Podzilla, King of the Casters. Welcome to Godzilla. Oh, wait, no, that pun doesn't work. (laughs) Hey, Icarus, I see your wax wings are... (laughs) melting. <laughs> you ever make a pun on Godzilla? <laughs> That's just the word Godzilla. Oh my god. Zilla. Welcome to Godzilla, king of the Christians. Yeah. So, um, welcome to Podzilla, king of the casters. I am your other host, Brandon. I'm NB Nightingale. I didn't actually introduce myself this time. <laughs> I just said that Joseph is cucking God. Anyway, uh, here, <laughs> uh, we're a podcast where we review every Godzilla media property. We're sticking with mostly movies right now, but we'll see where things go from there with it. Yep. And other kaiju-related stuff. I've lost my privilege to start the show, I take it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Producer Jasper's sleeping on the couch. He is a dog, as the theme song told you. Indeed. So you might hear him uh, do some doggy things. All right. So, uh, today, our episode... Like, you know, you know, just as anyone who's been listening will know, five uninterrupted minutes in the Bialante episode of lapping water up. <laughs> you know, sometimes on this podcast, I'll be making a bad joke, and I'll be like, oh, I didn't like that. Oh, don't worry, Brandon will probably cut it out later. <laughs> and then I sit down, because, you know, Brandon edits, and he edits down. And then I sit down to listen to an episode... And I hear five minutes of the dog <laughs> lapping water up, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> if that's staying in, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Brent's a great editor, everyone. The dog stuff <laughs> is a personal choice, and I think it's funny. <laughs> Today, we're here to talk about the 1992 Heisei-era Godzilla film. Godzilla vs. Yes. Mothra, because um, the one we reviewed a way, uh, while back is Mothra vs. Godzilla. That's the original from 1964. In the Showa era. Yep, in the Showa era. So this is now the Heizai era film. And uh, we just watched it. And if you want to get, get a little behind the scenes, we usually, um, for the Godzilla films, like we have just seen it when we talk about these. Like, it's not like we saw it separately and then, like, a few days later we come together to record it. Like, I just hit pause on the on the play, on the, on the thing. So. Hey, I've, I've, got a, I've got a Godzilla joke for you. All right. 
Knock, knock. Who's there? Showa. Showa who? Showa me those boobies. <laughs> uh, this is why I don't get Tinder dates. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about Godzilla versus Mothra. As you can tell, I don't personally have much to say about this one, which is why I keep uh, I keep veering off into yes. stuff. So, uh, we had just seen Godzilla vs. Mothra, though, 1992, and let's start with our overall thoughts on it. Excuse me. Overall thoughts on it. So, I will start off by saying this is not, you know, this is not a Biollante-level Godzilla film. Um I would say that it is less confusing than Godzilla versus uh, King Ghidorah, the new, you know the 1991, I believe it was. It's less confusing than that because there's no time traveling hijinks, so it's a simpler story with some good action in it. But I don't, I don't think it's like one of the best ones. I think it's like above the the you know above the minimum of them, but I think it's one of the weaker Heizai entries. Just because, um, I guess I'm comparing it to, I like it, I liked it more than Return of Godzilla, I think, but not as much as, uh, Bailante. Uh, also Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. I would say this one ranks around King Ghidorah, but it, thankfully it's less confusing. Okay. Now, my initial thoughts on the movie were... Man, I really want to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark again. <laughs> uh, the first third of this movie is beat for beat Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, not much. not beat for beat, but like set. It steals set pieces from the first two Indiana Jones movies. Uh, the main character is an archaeologist professor who is brought on for this job, and he. With a sarcastic former love interest, they can't stand being around each other at first, but grow to like each other again over the course of the movie. It, it th- It's just, there are shots that are straight out. <laughs> well, it opens with some brief, like, Godzilla stuff, like a meteor hitting the earth and we see Godzilla wake up. But then it cuts directly to an archaeologist in a temple. He takes a statue off of a pedestal. Which causes the place to start collapsing. (laughs) He barely escapes the temple with his life. And when he looks up, there is a gun pointed in his face. The same composition as the gun. Yeah, the the exact same shot as when that happens in in the end of the opening scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) uh, We'll talk more about that, but it was distracting. Thank... Well, not... Thankfully and not thankfully, it literally after the first act, nothing about that. I don't even think the Indiana Jones stuff ends up mattering to the rest of the story. Not really, because remember, I thought they got him because it's like, oh, you know, you know, yeah. archaeology and stuff. So maybe you could help us with this with this weird egg we found, and then it yeah. kind of just loses it afterward. It's like, yeah. It's the, it's like the inciting incident, and then it doesn't really contribute. The to character even stops wearing the Indiana Jones outfit. Yeah, he does. I'm like, dang, because like this and he movie stops being like Indiana Jones. Yeah, I think this movie suffers. One of the things, one of my biggest complaints is it suffers from 
a lot of this was more of a problem in the Showa era, and so far the Haiza era seems to be better with this, but this one kind of falls into it where once the kaiju fights really get going, the people are just watching them. <laughs> yeah. They stop mattering entirely. Yeah. Once. And that's they're a weakness. Just, they're just there to because the kaiju can't speak to exposit for us what's going on in case we can't glean it from the action on screen. Yeah, it's kind of like in those uh, anime like tournament arcs. Yeah. Where it's like they're sitting in the stadium and they're like, they're going to use their power attack. And that's a yada, 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 yada. And yeah. water type attacks are strong against fire. Yeah, Or like, like you know, in recent television phenomenon, it's like they're there to be like, wow. This game is particularly more squiddy than the last one. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that that's is, what they say. That is actually where Squid Game gets its name. They rank the games by how squiddy they are. <laughs> oh my goodness. This wasn't particularly squiddy at all. No tentacles, no slime, no viewers. I'm out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh my goodness. So... I think that I will say generally for, you know, we're not going into these in these Godzilla movies or Kaiju in general being like, I want some deep human, you know, drama and stuff, right? But <laughs> what I do want is I like, I like the times where the humans directly influence the Kaiju fights in some way. Yeah. Like, I think, I remember Bailante did that yeah. in some way. <laughs> where, like, they, I think that was because they had the ship. Yeah, they had, like, the robo-ship thing that attacked yeah. Godzilla. Like, I want them to contribute in some interesting way that kind of adjusts the battle. Mm -hmm. So it kind of varies it up a bit. And I didn't really have it in this one. So. Yeah. Uh, so the I thought the fights, though, were some of the best we've seen. Oh, they're excellent. It was so that was a thing I really enjoyed about the movie. The monsters did a lot. <laughs> and here to sum up exactly what that monster do is Brandon in his segment <laughs> monsters what do they do do they do stuff let's find out <laughs> <laughs> so um there's three kaijus in this movie um I'll start with the main guy Godzilla himself uh very similar design to Bialante and King Ghidorah uh, I didn't think he looked anything like Bialante or King Ghidorah. Oh, it's the second time. <laughs> You've got to stop using vague wording. I, I will exploit it for a joke every single time. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, his design looks very similar to the Godzilla designs that we've seen in, you know, the 1991 King Ghidorah and the 1989 Bialante. Very similar looking design, which... I think it's a great Godzilla design. One of my favorites so far. Because, you know, I haven't seen yeah. every era, but that's oh, yeah. a really strong one. He looks really cool. Yeah, he looks great. Um, he a looks... lot of ridges. Also, yeah. one thing I've noticed that I really appreciate, because it always annoyed me in all the previous movies, is that his back plates don't wiggle anymore. Yeah, that was something from uh, Showa you see a lot. Yeah, where it's like, oh, these hard bone plates sure are <laughs> wiggling and bending like foam. <laughs> yeah. Man, I wonder what's up with that. But um, 
Yeah, he his plates are rigid and and good in this movie. He has two rows of teeth that I think is a really cool feature of his design. Yeah. When he opens his mouth, it's like Jesus Christ because it's two rows in there. I just kept thinking, Godzilla, you need to brush your teeth. Those things are yellow. <laughs> They're so yellow, my dude. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> someone needs to get in there with a toothbrush for him. Yeah, I think also his more a little bit more cat-like jaw shape. Yeah, where he has kind of like a, you know the cat, you know it's got like a, a W shape looking thing. <laughs> it looks a his lips look a bit like you know his ridges of his mouth look a bit like that, <laughs> and I think it really adds to his design. So Gonzo looks great in this movie. Uh, he has his usual attacks, you know beams. Uh, he bites, he bites a mo- uh, kaiju at some point, really sharply, green blood everywhere. Um, his laser attack is pretty sick in this movie. Uh, I think the effects are on par with the other Heizai films we've seen. Yeah. You know, there isn't a kaiju as complex as Biollante, which I think is still, like, the gold standard yeah. of how you could do, like, a puppet kaiju creature. But, um, really strong effects in the whole film, there's some cool lightning effects and a lot of like rotoscoping that looks like refined, which is good stuff. So Godzilla is great in this movie. Um, he's a villain, which is something we'll get to in a bit that we can kind of, because you know, we, this is the first time we've seen the high films. So we can kind of guess where things could go from here because linear structure, yeah. but onto Mothra in this movie, I think out of any of the monsters that return in the high era, well, I guess King Ghidorah does look very similar from their design in the original one, but um, a l- less fuzzy in the in the 1991. Mothra looks very similar to their like 1960s appearance in the show era. Yeah. Like the one difference that I caught is the fuzziness of their wings. So fuzzy they are because in the original Mothra movies, they they're very much like um. I don't know what that material is called, but it's the kind of it's like the thin sheet, like a fabric sheet kind of thing, where you know it's thin and it's kind of just like a straight wireframe idea. Yeah. But in this movie, the the wings are thicker and they definitely are like out of like fat, like you know, soft fabric foam. Yeah. So it's like fuzzy all around the whole body. So Mothra is of course a giant Mothra kaiju creature with big blue eyes. A big white head with little pinchers, like a sideway pincher going on. And just these beautiful kind of like tiger stripe looking wings with like a few whites and oranges and browns mixed in in them. Like a really cool like kind of Rorschach looking wing design. Yeah. So it's got a really cool look to it. Mothra is about... Mothra starts as a larvae in this movie, so I guess there might be four kaijus. I mean... Well, five if we're counting the larvae. Okay, well... I would say there's five different kaiju designs then. Yeah. So Mothra is a baby, same as it's looked before, as like the and little I'm caterpillar. The baby. Yeah. <laughs> the little caterpillar thing about the same as before, this big larvae makes a cocoon like we saw in the original Mothra movie of like the kind of peanut shaped thing. Yeah. Mothra pops out. So Mothra's cool, but you know, those are two things Mothra, where Mothra spent so much of this movie as a larva. Yeah, I think it's in the like the start of the third act. Yeah, that which out. that's kind. Of, I mean that that's an often thing. Like the original one, Mothra never leaves larva state. 
Yeah, they don't, don't they? We get like a brief Mothra at the beginning that dies off as it lays an egg. And then the ret and then the new Mothras, well, I guess the old Mothra project psychically projecting itself into a new egg, because mm. that's how Mothra works. Uh is you know, they stay as larva for the entire fight. They they wreck Godzilla's shit as larva. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they fight as larva in this movie. Um, so that's with Mothra, though. But, you know, Godzilla and Mothra, those are very famous kaijus. We don't got to get into too much detail about those guys. They are the guy and girl. They've showed up a lot in other yeah. kaiju films for the Godzilla-verse. But then there's a new guy who, first time he appears... Hey, I, don't, I don't actually think we're allowed to call them kaiju. I think we've got to say kaijuish. <laughs> it took me a second. You just sit back and you're just like, what can I jump on? <laughs> yeah, what can this, I pounce? This, this section in particular is just... Yeah, because it's, it's the only one that I have the dominant talk. <laughs> <laughs> Stone's just... Waiting in the weeds. <laughs> Be like, whoa. The newest kaiju, first time they show up is in this movie, is Batra. Or Batra. Spell like Mothra, but there's B-A-T-T-R-A. Batra is kind of a an edgy, evil Mothra. It went to moth topic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Batra in this movie is like a big old... I kind of would say it looks a bit like a beetle with wings. But it's not like a big round beetle. It's like a like one of those big spiky ones. Yeah. So Mothra usually looks like Caterpie, but no, Mothra looks like Weedle in its larval state. But Batra looks like a black Caterpie. I would say Batra looks more like a. There was that Generation Five Pokemon that was like Bug Poison type. I think it was like Ventipede or something. Is Pokemon Kaiju? Some Pokemon are Kaiju, I'd say. I I think which Pokemon count as Kaiju? Waylord. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, cause like Is Gyarados big enough to be a Kaiju? I don't is think Onyx? I don't th- Onyx maybe. I think Gyarados Snorlax? Is. Snorlax is just like a big dude. Snorlax is bigger like, than Oakja. If we're using the Oakja rule, then Snorlax is Kaiju. I don't know. Like, I think it would kind of, uh, it would kind of vary, I guess. But I guess some of them I definitely think would count. It makes you feel really old when you realize that Charizard is like four feet tall. <laughs> He looks so big. I know, but like in the pit, like if you look up his actual size, he's like, yeah. a, he's a size like a 10 year old. But yeah, so here you go. Uh, Charizard is 5'7". I got like two you inches were, on a Charizard. Exactly. You're, you were tall, like you, a Charizard would have to look up to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, yeah, because I'm an upstanding member of my community. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so... I'm a great example for Charizards to follow. <laughs> Anyways, back to Batra, though. Scolipede from Generation 5 Pokemon looks a lot like Batra. I wouldn't be surprised if they took some inspiration. Um, looks a lot like Batra as the larvae form of this movie. Because Batra is, like, a big old, like, 
centipede-looking kaiju that's got a big horn at the top of his head, two big uh, pinchers on the side of their head, and then, like, rock, like, you know, big, sharp bone plates going, like, all the way down their body. Ending with, like, a, you know, kind of a trident-looking tail where it's got bones for, like, it, like I said, it's kind of like a centipede-looking thing. Like, it's got a bunch of little feet that have, like, little sharp talons on it. And uh, their color design is, like, gold with a lot of, like, dark gray-red highlights on that. Or, like, the main colors are gold and dark gray with red highlights on this creature. So it looks really cool. And then um, that's its larva form. Its larva form is, like, already pretty strong. Like, Godzilla and the larvae form of Batra, like end in a draw where like they go under the lava we'll get into and then they fight and you like, it just ends in a draw but Botra in their adult form does look a good amount like a like an evil goth mothra where Botra has got like all these it's got like a big trident try you know horned head and like giant white wing or giant like black with red highlights kind of looks like fire coming out of it wings so imagine with its color scheme is kind of like mothra but with instead of white it's like dark gray and red it looks if mothra were a volkswagen beetle it looks like have you ever seen like one of those tools around your town who they're like oh I may have a beetle, but I'm badass. So they paint it black and put flames on the side. That's essentially what Batra looks like. Yeah. They're, it's a really nice design. It's really sharp and bug and insectoid. It looks a lot more like, maybe a bit like a flying ant in a mm, way. Okay. Right? Would you yeah. think that? Like, imagine the kind of like the body of a flying ant, but the giant wings of like a moth bat creature. Yeah. Okay, I'll accept that. Because, like, you can see that on its wing design. Um, the wings do a, look a bit more like a... a Double-checking here. No, those are still, like, moth wings. Yeah. But um, a big combo of the creature. So, Batra is new in this movie. Really cool design. And Batra has, like, pretty similar powers to Mothra with, like, shooting, you know, electric... It's just, like, laser bolts out of its eyes, it looks like. Still the mouth. And a fly's ability, and I would say that Botra and Mothra have about similar powers. Because they're, what we can get into is they kind of seem like they could be kind of twins. Yeah. In a way. But, anyway, so those are three, the, the five kaiju, you know, designs you see in this movie, and they're all pretty nice. They're all pretty fun. Alright, so now's a good time for a break before we go into uh, discussing the story and stuff. Uh, mm. So, yeah. Hi. Okay, so this is the uh, promo for my new HBO special. So, you know, you're going to hear, like, dramatic music. Bah, 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 bah. You'll see my name come up for just a second at first. You'll hear the HBO guy going, Coming soon on HBO. HBO. And you'll hear the sound like a jet engine. Like, and then you'll see me like in a suit I would never wear. And then I have like a solid gold microphone. Yeah. Why? And the camera's spinning around me, and I spin the microphone, and the guy says, A stand-up comedy event like no one has ever seen. And my name comes up in big letters like, 
on like that, and then I'm walking slow motion towards the stage, and light bulbs are going boom, 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 boom. And then you hear the guy say something like, the greatest comedy of the generation of blah, blah, ever to do a thing on a thing. The greatest comedy of the generation of blah, blah, ever to do a thing on a thing. And then the guy says my name for the first time. He says, Louis C.K. And then I come out, and there's a just crazy, enormous crowd. Louis C.K. HBO. HBO. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But really, it's just going to be me standing here telling jokes. So whoever shows up, it's not a big deal. Louis C.K. Oh, my God. Premiere Saturday, April 13th at 10 p.m. Brandon, that was so tasteless. Why did you put that as a commercial? <laughs> he was canceled for a reason, Brandon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Why? It's going to be a Louis C.K. commercial. <laughs> Join Louis in Five Nights at the Beacon Theater. <laughs> well, where he's going to... <laughs> Where he's going to say the new most controversial thoughts that he has to share with his audience. Yeah, I, uh, I like jerking off. And, <laughs> he's uh, a joke because he doesn't really do it. And it's fun, especially when it's in front of less famous female comedians. <laughs> wow. Oh, what a crazy story. Wow, he... I can't believe we didn't see this coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so are you telling me to find the most incriminating Louis C.K. commercial? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. Louis, 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 Louis. I was starting to watch that show, Nolan. You convinced me before that came out. I never have seen an episode of Louie. How would I have what? convinced you? I swear you were like, oh, you gotta see Louie. It's a fun show. I That definitely wasn't me. Damn. You're not putting this on me. <laughs> Despite the fact that my, senior, my high school senior yearbook quote was a Louis C.K. quote, it wasn't was it? was a Louis C.K. quote. Oh, that's not the only thing poorly aged about that yearbook. Ooh, Do we want to go into the no, yearbook? No, we're not going to go into the yearbook, folks. Uh, that's a, that's that more... small. If you can get your hands on one of the 20 <laughs> copies in existence and open up to the sports section, you'll, you'll see what is particularly bad in our yearbook. <laughs> but we're not going to go into that. That'll be a little mystery for that's you. A, that's a long-term... A podcast mystery for everybody. But, if um, we make it to episode 150. No. <laughs> episode 200. We're not doing it. I'm not doing episode that. 150 will be an episode entirely about us describing every single picture in our yearbook. <laughs> Go for minute 130. That's where the spice part is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so... Anyways, uh, the whole, let's get into the plot. It's a pretty short plot. It's pretty basic. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I tuned out a large portion of this plot. I did a bit too. Okay, so the, I can like, describe the first half of the third. So, okay, so Indiana Jones yeah. is Japanese now. Yes. He 
after spending his career fighting the Axis powers, much like, much like Harvey Dent, he did not die a hero. <laughs> he lived long enough to see himself become the villain. <laughs> now it's post-war Japan, so it, it, it's cool. They're not buddies with the Nazis now. Yeah, it's like 40, 50 years oh, That ago. is like an, something with anime that is often off-putting to me is period piece anime especially ones that take place around World War II, are very kind to the Nazis. One of the heroes of Generation 2 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> is a Nazi. Ooh. <laughs> it, it's an uncomfortable thing that I guess will come with that would come with culturally being on the other side of that war. Uh, but, yeah. This is bad, bad stuff. But uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Happens. So, anyways, Indiana Jones happens. Uh, yeah, we already talked about. You know, he steals the idol, and then he gets arrested by the police. Uh, Thirteen twelve. Uh, and then uh, his wife bails him. His ex-wife, who he doesn't pay child support to, mm. uh, bails him out. With a job, because she's got a job for him. And the job is, they've discovered a Mothra egg. Well, they've discovered a giant rock, as far as they're concerned. It's a weird Easter egg-shaped rock. And so they bring him, and there's a, a scene with a rickety bridge <laughs> that snaps, and they're dangling on, which, you know, is, is Temple of Doom. Uh, and then... But they make it through there. They end up in this weird room in which when the light hits the window in the right way, it marks their exit out of there. Yep. Which is very reminiscent of a Raiders scene. Uh, then, then they find the rock. Uh, Indiana figures out it's actually an egg. They meet the twins who are called the Cosmos in this movie. Uh, and that this is where I start to tune the plot out because it stops being Indiana Jones. Uh, so immediately. Yeah, they so, just become normal people afterwards. So essentially he he's the one that gives the twins to an evil corporation for money. No, I don't. I think I think they steal them. But he's involved somehow because his daughter's mad at him. No, but I swear they were like, where? I thought he was like, where'd they go? And then it immediately cuts to the, the evil business She's guys. like, where'd they go? And then it's revealed he was the one who brought them to them. This plot oh, was... Oh, okay. It was... The human plot is inconsequential. Okay, so yeah. essentially... Uh, we're gonna just... From this point on, we don't care about the human plot in this one. After the Indiana Jones stuff stops, we're not we're not gonna mention humans one more time. <laughs> All right, they're just like the movie. We're gonna we're just gonna kind of forget about them. All right, so uh, Mothra's egg is being transported when oh we when Godzilla shows up to yeah. to start to try and destroy the egg, but then Batra. 
shows up, who is a larva who lives at the bottom of the sea. This cool underwater or battle happens between the two of them, uh, where they're like shooting lasers at each other. Under the ocean. It yeah. seems like the first extended underwater fight that we've seen. Yeah, and then uh, Mothra hatches and is like, I'm out of here. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Yeah. And inches her way back to, to starts to inch her way back to Lonesome Island. Uh, then Batra starts attacking Tokyo. Well, before Batra starts attacking Tokyo. Let me think. No, Batra... No, so Mothra goes into Tokyo trying to find... Uh, they're called the Cosmos in this movie. Yeah, so because the Cosmos have been stolen and they are both the guardians of Batra and Mothra, both of them try and make their way into Tokyo. Uh, and it's... So, Batra is a lot more aggressive than Mothra is. But we got to talk about the scene where when Mothra's first getting into Tokyo and they're playing the song... Oh, yeah. It's a sick scene. Oh, that's cool. So the twins are singing, and while they're singing, Mothra destroys a couple of oil uh, of military uh, ships. So good. It's like fire on the water, and like Mothra's larvae is like swimming and like diving up and down. It's like the theme is playing, and like the music is swelling and rising, and it's like, yes! Yeah, so then. so, yeah, so they're destroying Tokyo for a bit. Then uh, Mothra is Mothra is shot a bunch of times until she, she's, like, on death's door. And she cocoons. And then Batra is fighting God's... Fight, uh, on her... Is Batra also a woman? I don't think they ever say... Okay, on there... I can look it up, but... We're progressive here. There! Uh, uh, Batra is out of... Is on their way out of Tokyo uh, when uh, Godzilla attacks them again. And they're, like, on death's door as well. But, yeah, so then Mothra hatches. I don't know why I said it like that. At the same time that Batra's just like, I don't need to cocoon... I'm just gonna go Digimon Evolution. Uh, and then they fight. Oh, it, it is a he. He he fights so she. So they fight uh, in their uh, full winged stages for a bit. Oh, it's cool. They're like flying toward yeah. each other. Like Mothra like dives under like a bridge for a bit and then Botcher like 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 blows the bridge open and the bridge is collapsing and it's like oh shit some cool stuff then Mothra retreats because Botcher's winning and then Botcher and Godzilla get into it near a Ferris wheel uh and so they're fighting near the Ferris wheel uh Botcher gets his ass kicked and is on death's door Mothra Mothra comes in, tries to fight Godzilla, can't, lies down next to Batra, reasons with Batra, and gives Batra life. Uh, This is all happening psychically, and we don't get to hear what they're saying to each other. Mm -hmm. They don't do like a a subtitled kind of Showa era thing. 
they yeah. agree that, yo, it's time we team up to beat up Godzilla. Yeah, and so they kick the shit out of Godzilla. So the reveal, the fa- okay, the reveal that Batra and Mothra are now working together was perfect. Yeah, so where Godzilla is like they're fighting like an amusement park. And Mothra is like, oh, like, like fall down and like wings sprayed on the ground. Then Godzilla blasts the Ferris wheel's face and it's, to try to have it's it. falling down on top of Mothra, Mothra when Batra catches it. And then hits Godzilla with it. Yeah. Oh, it's then, so good. Then uh, they get Godzilla on the ground. They're both trying to uh, pick Godzilla up. But Godzilla just bites and takes a friggin' chunk out of Batra's ba- neck and... The green goo is flowing yeah. from Batra, but they start flying away with it. Godzilla keeps like blasting Batra in with uh with his rays, and then until Batra dies, and Mothra has to let go of Godzilla and let the dead Batra and the living Godzilla tumble into the ocean. She then makes the sign of the cross over the over the spot. It's more like a plus. Like it's like clearly a, the Lord. Kind of like a cross. Mothra has always been religious. <laughs> like a cross, you know, a cross is like a lowercase t looking thing. But what he what Mothra's got is like an X. It's, it's a cross. You know, it's a cross. <laughs> it is a Lutheran cross. But yeah, so that happened, and then we the. Twins reveal that Batra had actually been woken up by the meteor, by the small meteor, because it's it was Batra's destiny to go and stop a larger one from destroying the Earth by flying into space. Uh, and now that Batra's dead, Mothra has to go do that. So Mothra waves goodbye to everyone, flies into the cosmos. The, the twins... <laughs> Float. <laughs> the twins fly... Then combine into a ball of light. Then it gets sucked up into Mothra's right mandible. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie, everyone. You see him fly into space and that's the end of it. Yeah. As a side note, um, remembering back. So Batra isn't like Mothra's twin. Batra was made by the Earth itself because humanity was trying to control like the weather or something. Hmm. The environment. Okay. So it's like, okay. Um, I think that kind of lessens that monster, that that kaiju. Hmm. I really like the idea of Batra and Mothra being kind of like opposite twins. Yeah. Because that's fun, because that parallels the twins themselves. So Batra was getting his shit rock the whole time. So it's like, if the Earth made him specifically at, to fight... The, to fight Godzilla and humanity's uh, attack of the Earth. Earth is shit at making fighters. <laughs> like, Earth, you did not you make a good character build there. <laughs> Dang. Put it all in the wrong stats. I think Larva Batra was holding their own better than the, the winged one was. Yeah. So, that's a thing. It's but- the second... Batra could fly, just wasn't as... He just was getting his shit rocked when he was such a formidable fighter. If only there were... If only there were some metaphor about gaining wings 
and hubris that we could <laughs> somehow implement here. <laughs> Too bad there isn't. Continuing on, uh, anything else to say about the movie? So I have some side things I haven't mentioned yet. Okay. In the movie, the characters don't react with much of a surprise when Mothra shows up. The twins, you know, slash the Cosmos, Batra, all this stuff. So when someone asked the director, Takuya Okawara, you know, why that was, he just said, it's a monster <laughs> movie. So of course it has monsters in it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what do you expect? Um, apparently, so sadly, Biolante was like a financial disappointment. Yeah. Which sucks, because like that's like the best one so far. It is. Like, it's the best one. So... Huh. Apparently, this one sold. This one was uh, at the time the highest grossing Godzilla film because Mothra brought a lot of people back in. And so that was, I guess, it was the highest attendance in Godzilla films since uh, King Kong versus Godzilla from 63, mm -hmm. which is impressive. But another one is uh, Isahiro Honda, the director of the first Godzilla film, visited the set of this film that was being made. Uh -huh. Shortly before he passed away. So this is like oh, the last one he saw. Interesting. So that stuff was good. Yeah. Hey, can I hit you with another joke? Sure. Knock knock. Who's there? Hides eye. That's good. Hides eye who? Hides eye them boobies. <laughs> What? High side of those boobies. What does that mean? <laughs> What's Showa those boobies mean? No, like... <laughs> Showa, you know, let's show those... That one makes sense. What the fuck is high side? <laughs> like, high... Like, high those boobies? <laughs> You're overthinking it, man. It's just a joke. No, but a joke makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. <laughs> Can you elaborate? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi's eye. I don't get it. I don't. Like, like show those movies. I got what you were doing. <laughs> High side those boobies. What? What is that supposed to sound like? It's supposed to sound like something we can put on a shirt and sell for merch. Oh god. Merch. We're doing merch now. No, we're not. Let's do merch. Our first merch is gonna be high side them boobies. But it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Showing them boobies. I at least got the concept of your thing. What the fuck is Aizai supposed to be? Show up with shows. You just keep repeating it, hoping that it's gonna connect. And it really the audience isn't. is gonna love it. Audience will love it. You know, they're gonna love the pathos surrounding this more than they will the actual thing. When this episode comes out. And, Bryn, you're going to edit, so you're going to have to remember this. Uh, <laughs> and you're not letting me use the Twitter because of Attack on Titan spoilers. Uh, when this episode comes out, guys, Bryn's going to put up a Twitter poll. And it's going to ask, 
It's going to ask, hi, hi, those boobies, yay or nay? <laughs> oh, damn it, it hurts. Like, <laughs> hi, hi, those boobies. Like, you're gonna, what, what's it going to be next? And if, and if, you know, we'll eventually get to like the millennium era. Is it going to be, knock, knock, who's there? Hi. Millennium. Millennium who? Millennium them boobies. <laughs> like You know I'm gonna do that. <laughs> you know it. You it's know it's so bad. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so trying to finish out the little stuff I found. Knock knock. I refuse. <laughs> I lock my door. <laughs> knock knock. I lock my door. I hesitantly pick up the phone and start dialing 911. <laughs> Who's there? Legendary Studios Monsterverse. We heard a disturbance? <laughs> Legend <laughs> Legendary Studios Monsterverse who? Legendary Studios Monsterverse those boobies. <laughs> you see, you're you're saying this hoping that you're supposed to be sitting in front of my door. But in actuality, you're in the back of the police car, and they're taking you to the precinct. <laughs> and that's High side, those boobies is going to catch on. It'll be a catchphrase for this podcast. I hope it's not. <laughs> uh, I'm... The, do the, we want to make it gritty, or do we want to end the episode? Okay, alright, I... I'm trying to keep my focus. <laughs> all right, all right. So the last little bits of trivia, trying to keep on the train track here. Like, the whole train is off the track, but I'm fucking hoping that, like, if I detach, like, the last car from the rest of it, maybe it'll stay on. <laughs> so the there's little some things, like, uh, Tim Burton was on the film set while this was being made. Oh. He was taking a trip to Japan, and he checked it out. Makes sense. I mean... Of course he was on the film set. We, They put wings on him and had him fly around for the climax of the movie. <laughs> you think Batra was Tim Burton? Batra was Tim Burton. They didn't put any makeup on him. <laughs> That's uh, just what Tim Burton looks like. Damn. <laughs> uh, so also, Mothra started this movie because, you know, the new Mothra is popular among women. So they thought that, you know, they would increase the seats if they put, put her in. And it did. So that was a pretty big success for them. And uh, in terms of the suit design, the larvae design, the larvae suit for Batra was two separate pieces. They had the upper piece and they had the lower like leg area where they had wheels to like guide it around. And apparently there were scenes where there's a couple production photos that are really funny where it's just one of the suit actors wearing the top half of Batra's suit and you can just see his legs at the bottom. It's it's really fun. Like that right there. Like that. That's <laughs> his little great. feet that poking out. Great. Okay, any more so, facts? Or? Oh the suit actor by the way was uh Ryu Harakin who played uh Batra. Ryu Harakin, alright. Yeah. So it was a it was a fun time. Uh just making sure I didn't miss anything here. Yeah so apparently uh it was originally going to be Mothra versus uh, Bugon when it has an earlier design for what Batra became, where it was like a weird, like, dragon-y thing. Kind of like okay. King Ghidorah, it looked like, from what okay. I saw here. cool. But then, um, 
Yeah, like it was supposed to look more like a weird giga moth looking, much more insectoid, <laughs> or like a lot more like bipedal creature. But I'm glad they went with the design they did. Yeah. Um, but if, you know that got shelved after Bailante uh, underperformed, and then that came back into this movie towards that. All right, so now it's time for our final segment, Make It Gritty. Yes. In which we both pitch how a creature that has not yet been in the legendary movie MonsterVerse, uh, how we would include them in future Godzilla movies. Yes. So, so Batra is our choice. Yep. So, uh, would you like to go first, or should I? Yes, I will. I'm going to keep this little boxcar at the bottom of the train as on the tracks as long as I can. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm just riding it till the steam oh, runs you out. you do not trust that. I'm going to keep it on the rails. You're not. <laughs> like, like, like long-time, long-time listeners will know that this is the part where we re- really rear off if we're on track beforehand. And we're already off the track, so, like, I imagine, you know, it's a train track going over a bridge, right? But there's a little bit of sides to the bridge, or the train's on the sides of the bridge. But, like, once we get into into Nolan's MonsterVerse pick, we're going off the bridge and straight into the fucking water. This is why Brandon prefers (laughs) Attack on Titan, because he knows, he he set the structure for that. He knows there's no chance for me to get off the rails. (laughs) I'm an animatronic, just... I'm animatronic Ben Franklin at Disneyland. Just walking up the steps and walking back down. That's all I can do there. But here, I'm one of those garbage can robots they've got out there. I'm just freewheeling, just going around. I just say a couple jokes over here to like a a divorced father trying to win his daughter back by bringing her to Disney World. Then I zoom <laughs> over here to a pair of tourists who don't speak English, but I don't, but I'm not going to speak their language in robot. So they're just confused. That's, that's what the robot I am. He wants so, me to be Ben Franklin, but I'm a trash can. <laughs> the wheels are skating off the train car. <laughs> <laughs> I will level this. Um, so the my premise for how Batra can be in the in the MonsterVerse because apparently this is the only movie that Batra's in. Yeah, Batra has a cameo as a toy mm-hmm. in Final War. Yes. So did we mention the end? <laughs> yeah, we mentioned the end where Batra yeah. and Mothra drop Godzilla into the the ocean, yeah. and it looks like they they threw the suits like 50 feet from the air. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that was yeah. a great shot. Um, it's so, probably a lot closer of a distance than just small figures, but... It could yeah. be, yeah. So anyways, um, my premise is I think that Godzilla sits this one out. Okay. And we call this Godzilla... or <laughs> Mothra versus Batra. Okay. It's the name of the movie, so... Uh, Mothra has a new egg, if I remember right, from End of King of the Monsters. So, there's always an egg. Mothra's popping out of that egg. And the overall premise of the movie is that Mothra and Batra, kind of like in this movie, they are rivals. But what I mentioned is, one thing I I mentioned uh, while watching the movie is, I wish, because apparently that's not the case. They're not really, Mothra and Mothra, they're not connected really, in a way. Mm Mm-hmm. They're, they're very similar ki- looking kaiju, but they're not like twins or anything. I think they should be twins. 
I think that you can really elaborate on the twins, you know, the the cosmos in this movie, the, you know, the twins of Mothra, and one of them could be for Mothra and one of them could be for Batra. And then they can be like fighting in the movie and stuff. And they're like really like, ah, different. And they're arguing with each other the whole time. And, you know, they're fighting and they're destroying a city or something. And then like, while this is happening, a third kaiju shows up. You can put anything. Let's do a Bira. A Bira is in this movie. And a Bira is wrecking shit and stuff. But like, Mothra and Batra are too focused on their own things to deal with it. And Millie Bobby Brown, recently with her psychology degree... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Milford Roberta herself? Yes. Dr. Milford Roberta. Dr. Milford Roberta Brown must reconcile uh, the twins before they can... She needs to reconcile uh, the twins. Reconcile? Yeah. <laughs> reconcile the twins so she can reconcile ba- uh, Mothra and Batra to take out Abira. Okay. All right. That's my thing. Good pitch. All right. So this takes place after Mothra's death at the end of King of the Monsters. Spoilers for King of the Monsters, but it's been out for a long time. Uh, but so Godzilla is walking down the street <laughs> when in the crowd he sees, he thinks for a second, he sees Mothra. Mm. And he chases after, but she's not there. He goes to a psychology, to his therapist appointment, where he sits with, on the with couch. Dr. Milford Roberta Brown. No, Dr. Rodan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where right. Dr. Rodan is there, and he's like, everywhere I go, I see her. I can't get her out of my mind. And then Dr. Rodan goes, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Rodan isn't a man of many words. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. I think we need to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, again, he thinks he sees her at the park. And this time he catches up in time. But then he sees, no, it's darker of an individual. It is Batra. The goth. Her, t- her the, twin. The manic pixie dream goth. Uh, t- to this movie. <laughs> Are you? Okay. And they're they're no, no, no. living and loving their friendship. Nolan, are you pitching this as Batra is Godzilla's rebound? Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is a rom com. If you're not getting that, so and they are, and they're getting, they're getting along. They're as friends. He he's not ready to go into anything serious again. Okay. So they're just friends. Uh, Batra's like. You've never been ice skating before? She's like, I'm afraid. I'll look foolish. And she's like, looking foolish is what life's all about. (laughs) And they hit the ice and it's beautiful. And whatever modern pop song is popular is playing in the background. (laughs) And then... It's a lighthearted acoustic cover of of Godzilla by the Oysters. Yeah. And (laughs) then... But then... Then Batra finds out about Mothra, and she's like, is that all I am? Am I just a rebound to you? He's like, no, no, you're so much more... You started that way, but you're so... No, I don't want to hear anymore, Godzilla. I don't want to hear anymore. (laughs) And then in the third act, pouring rain. Godzilla's running to her apartment. Crashing apartment buildings. And he he runs up the stairs to her door, and he goes, knock, knock. 
And she goes, who's there? Hi, Sai. Hi, Sai, who? Hi, Sai, them boobies! Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my Uh. pitch for Godzilla. When Godzilla met Batra. (laughs) The train car is sinking in the fucking wave. It's gone. We're sinking. It's... Right into the smash into the way into the 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 great lake below, and we're sinking to the bottom of the riverbed. As Nolan just keeps babbling to himself about high side them boobies, high side them boobies. As our oxygen runs out. All right, uh, contact us. Our Twitter is uh, is. At Podzilla KOTC. Yep, all caps KOTC. Yeah, uh, we are. We are avail- We have a Gmail that you can uh, email us movie suggestions or questions that we'll answer on the show called yep. uh, King of the Casters at gmail.com. Yep, all lowercase. Yeah, if you don't know how to spell that, uh, you're on our episode. You're on an episode of our show. Just it's. It's half of the title. It's more than half of the title. It's <laughs> most of the title of the show. Just look. Just look and take the spaces out. We appreciate any emails that any of y'all send over because we like doing some requests because uh, we got some gaps in the schedule coming up. That could be fun to fill in with some stuff. Send me some good Godzilla jokes. Send me good ones I can torture Brandon. Mark them Godzilla jokes for NB so Brandon won't open them and I can look at them. (laughs) Oh. And then torture him with them. Uh, So... Yeah, uh, we're available on all major podcast places. Yeah, so. we're on now an Apple. We're an Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts. Yeah, um, RSS.com. Apparently, a lot of our um, downloads come on RSS come from Podcast Addicts. So if you're listening to us on there, congratulations. What's up? I know that that's a thing now. Cool. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, it's been a while since we've shouted her out. So uh, major props to Dahlia Hamilton, the composer. And performer of our theme song, very talented actress and singer, friend of mine. Uh, and our uh, artwork is done by... Yeah, Jad Jabak, uh, my friend who did the the great artwork for uh, our Godzilla thumbnail for our podcast episodes. And I've commissioned them to do a new podcast thumbnail for our Attack on Titan episodes. Because keep in mind, we're recording this before uh, the first episode's even out, so hopefully that is finished before that comes live. Yeah. Alright, so see you next time, baby, when we'll Woo. be doing uh, more Attack on Titan. Uh, yes, oh, so <laughs> episode 18 through I think no, 17 17 through 25. Yep. We are covering, uh, we are finishing season 1 of Attack on Titan, so if you want to catch up before then, watch episode 17 to 25. That's what we're going to talk about. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, audience, if you're watching this, if you're watching Attack on Titan for the first time, season one, you need to stay for the end credits of the final episode. Yeah. It is d- drastically important. All right. Uh, see you next time, baby. Catch Woo. you then. <laughs>